Hi everyone, welcome to episode 4 of the PMP podcast. Uh, me, Chris, I'm the lead PPC specialist at Digital22, joined by my colleague Christian. Hello guys. Um, he also works for me in the PPC department. Uh, the last podcast we did was what does a PPC manager do, uh, specifically focused around paid search, Google Ads and everything like that. So today we're going to do it around paid social, really, yeah. which we find ourselves doing more and more of now. Um, a lot more companies are realising that it, there is more to life than Google Ads, mm-hmm. search ads specifically. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to paid social, particularly if you're a big brand, more business to consumer really, but if you're a big brand out there, then paid social will normally be a huge part of, of what you do. And mm-hmm. if not, then it definitely should be. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you are really, really missing out. So we'll run through it. So the first one is the platforms. Mm-hmm. So when you think of paid social, what platform do you think of straight away? Well, Facebook. And Facebook. Well, that's not the be all and end all. It's not the be all and end all. What I find with Facebook ads is as well, especially at the minute now, they've changed all the tracking and everything, which is with, with iOS and everything like that. But I always thought with Facebook ads, there is a lot you could do with it, but it doesn't seem to be a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find brilliant with Facebook ads is just the audiences you can build if you've got the correct pixels set up. So um, there is the dollar a day strategy, strategy yeah. by Dennis Yu. If anyone's not watched that, then have a look at that. He is um, a, he's on the HubSpot courses when it comes to Facebook ads. He mm-hmm. really does a blitz metrics. He's a really knowledgeable guy, puts a lot of content out there on things like Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, and he replies as well, which is which is really good for someone who who knows as much as he does, but he does like the dollar a day strategy. So if you, specifically for videos, easy for me to say. So if you've got your best performing videos and someone's watched, you know, 30%, um, mm-hmm. 75% of one, you move them into the next audience and show them the next video and move mm-hmm. them down so. like that. But I don't think there's enough companies that do that. No, with no, Facebook sure. ads, um, it just seems like everyone just uses Facebook and they go, oh great, we'll do remarketing on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's it. Ticked off, yeah. And that's yeah, it's ticked off. But there's so much more you can do with that with things like video ads, carousels, all the different images you can use. I think a lot of people shy away from Facebook images because of what used to be the twenty percent rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that used to be really, really hard work for them. Now, yeah, and then so I think that put a lot of people off doing mm-hmm. things like Facebook ads and stuff. But when you get down into it and and you work on the audiences, I mean. Sometimes I think we overthink the audiences. If you just create great content and put it out there, people will resonate. Yeah, with it. it's somewhat relevant. Yeah, you've got to, you've got a shot straight away. I yeah, but I think sometimes people are too quick to to put poor creative down to not doing like the audience. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you spend that bit more time on the creative and absolutely nail that, then I think there's much more chance of that working, regardless of the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. So what next when you're thinking of platforms? What else do you think of when it comes to, to paid social? Uh, it would be the it'd be the types of ads that they use, I suppose. So if you view so touching on the platform with Semrush, you obviously you can identify with projects which platform you want to go through. You can go like with LinkedIn, Facebook, whichever it is, once you've found it. Which yeah, is your favourite to work on? Exactly. And which is most relevant for the business that you're in as well, because um, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You purely just need to know what's working for potentially your competitors and go from there. But I think the next one it would be the ad type for sure. Um, so like for one of our clients that we've had, I think we use LinkedIn, you go into posts, you can see the ads if you go to the end um, and you can see what your competitors are doing. And yeah. that's also very important. So for LinkedIn, we found 
essentially what content piece they were pushing as well as what type of ad they were pushing and not to some extent we just needed to build similar um similar content and similar ads and then just tailor it towards the brand that we were pushing so i think the ad type is very important because obviously there's so many different ones that you can go for um, and people tend to go for the basic because well facebook will push you towards it linkedin will be your sponsored content but um, I think ad types are very, yeah, very important, I think. So when it comes to that, so if you were running a B2B business, what would you think go with like LinkedIn ads? And if you're running like business to consumer, would you go more Facebook or would you go things like Twitter, Pinterest, anything like if, that? If it's a B2C, I tend to go Facebook, Instagram and potentially Twitter to some extent, but not, it'd be more tailored towards your Facebook and Instagram, but then it's, it's then it's doing the like you said it's then doing the work within that not just identifying the platforms and putting something in there you want to yeah. go further because in facebook for me we'll touch a bit upon it later the campaign build but you want to be building your campaign separate for facebook and instagram platform it full really stop. annoys me that when people yeah don't. because it's it's it doesn't matter if you've got a very small budget build it separately because it's two very different platforms yeah. and it's pointless running them under the same one because you, you you're not allowing the data to be specific to it so you just you might think you're getting somewhere but it might be only tailored towards Facebook I say this quite a lot um, and I, I say it to clients all the time and I stand by it for me Instagram is a god down platform of course it is, yeah. so th and this is just my opinion it's not the opinion of Digital 22 but I personally feel that when people are on Facebook you are very aware you are being sold to mm -hmm. constantly mm -hmm. if you're not seeing people's someone's selling something on the personal Facebook yeah. Facebook Marketplace is coming up, popping up in your feeds. All the buy and sell groups that seem to be like a hundred thousand of now are <laughs> popping up in your news feed and everything like that. And then you've got all the ads on the side, whether they be Facebook display ads or, or pardon me, remarketing ads. Mm -hmm. They're always there. There's always ads, so you become a bit desensitized to yeah. it. Whereas normally, uh, some a lot of the time, when I find it, it might be me personally, but other people I've spoken to have agreed. But when you go on Instagram. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit more personal. There's more yeah. people posting family pictures. Mm -hmm. There'll be business pages that you follow, mm -hmm. that you choose to follow, and then you'll get remarketing ads, but they just seem to be a bit more subtle in how they're delivered. No, I think so too. I think um, they're going on, to be honest with you. So I think it's just that. And we've done it for some quite like high-tech B2B clients, mm -hmm. you know, I think in, in AI and stuff like that, and they've got conversions through Instagram. Mm -hmm because people's guards are down. So, yeah, you yeah. know, you're almost that bit more receptive to mm -hmm. the ad and to the offering. 100%. Um, and yeah. it works works a bit better that way. And with the nice, like, like you touched upon earlier, with, with a really good image and a good content that goes on it, it's it's very visual, isn't it, Instagram? Yeah. And it's all about bloody putting power towards whatever it may be, whatever it's empowering you in some, somewhere. So if, as long as you've got the ad and the image and you've tailored it around it and you've specifically focused on that platform rather than you've done like one job for both platforms, then you're going to get the best results out of it either way. But yeah, like you touched upon the B2C, I think even B2B on all of these platforms, it can work. It's just, you can't be pushing. If you're, it's a B2B, you want to be pushing a a content piece, for example, because that people are still interested in that on yeah. the other platforms. They'll happily have a read it rather than pushing a demo, a book a demo or a book or something like that because it just won't work. It just won't work. I mean, for me, the best Instagram account to follow, uh, just before I forget, is Aldi. I think it's Aldi or Lidl. Yeah, they, when yeah. it comes up to Christmas and so they've got all the different posts that go out and they're all part of this massive table and it looks like a medieval feast mm -hmm. and how they do that and how it runs through 
is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they spend so much time curating the posts and the content, everything like that. And I just think if you look at that as like a spectacle for the account when it's all in there, it just looks really, really well. They do a lot on the stories as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that as a as an account, I think yeah, that works really well for like business to consumer stuff. And there's a lot that do it really, really well. They generate a lot of interest mm-hmm. on there, um, B2B wise as well. So yeah, I think it's a really underused platform. And the worst thing that you could do is if you're doing Instagram, is just to just show your Facebook ads on there. Mm-hmm. If you are going to use the platform, just spend that little bit of time, give it its own budget and just separate it out. More for your reporting as well. Scaling, you know, if you're just doing it through there as, and it's just showing them on there as a placement, you can't then really scale it up. Whereas if it's in its, uh, if it's, in its own campaign, you can just get that set up. You know where you're up. going, yeah. You, can know, you know where you're going. You've got mm-hmm. more direction and more control over it. Um, you know, and granularity gives us control, and mm-hmm. that's what and that's what we need when we're doing paid ads. I think another main point of it is that with all of these platforms, Google's different because you're paying on the keyword, you're bidding on the search. But with it, with Instagram, your LinkedIn and stuff, if your profile's not looking like it's the part, or if you're on Instagram and your feed doesn't match and it's all like it's a bit all over the place, your conversion rate's not going to be as high on your ads. Full stop. So before even jumping on the ads, you should be looking at right the organic side. What sort of content we're scheduling out? How is the how is our brand looking on these platforms yeah. and sort that out first and you'll only, it'll only benefit your ads in the long term once you actually get them going. Yeah, a lot of people think paid is like the answer and it can be a lot of the times. It is a, it is the most efficient Quite way to get yeah. people through to your, to your page or to your profile mm-hmm. quickly. It is yeah. the most efficient way to do that. However, with that comes a cost Yeah, and, and that's why it is expensive. Saying that, the things you can do to reduce your cost are following... Not best practices, because if you follow Google best practices, it'll cost you a fortune. But just following best practices and putting yeah. out relevant content, staying up to date with it, yeah. don't letting your page or your profile fall into like, you know, just looking like it's shoddy and not well kept. Same with your website, keep your website up to date, keep your content relevant, you know, for page speed, user experience, all this kind of stuff makes a massive difference when it is. comes to to all that we can't impact that to some extent can we we, we can't we're working pretty much with one hand tied behind our back a lot of yeah, the time you know we'll get we'll get clients sometimes who've got awful domain authority they've done some shady stuff in the past and they want us to improve the SEO yeah. or we'll do clients where they've got no social presence or whatever and they want us to get them to a thousand followers really quickly and we've got clients where their PPC budget might be you know we've got some who might want to spend 50,000 a month but you know they've got really really high ticket mm-hmm high ticket um, customers then you've got some who are looking to spend a thousand a month who need to generate ten thousand pounds from that mm-hmm. so you know it's a real real varied bag really of what, of what people need from paid mm-hmm. um, but I think that's the beauty of working in it is you work across all those different stuff exactly you've got an input in, in all of it even if your specialisms in one your input's definitely valuable for everything else because it is very important yeah yeah 100% so with the platforms, so we'd say, you know, you've got Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, for more B2B for like, you know, just raising the company profile. You've got things like Pinterest, you've got Snapchat ads that are coming more and more relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go into looking at building your paid social campaigns and structure and everything, mm-hmm. uh, what are the most important things that you look out for when you're doing it and how would you say uh, to do it if, you, if you're just like a novice coming into it? Well, as we touched on earlier, if it's Facebook, segment by platform straight away before you've even started looking at how you're going to do it, just treat them as two different entities. But I think after that, it's more of a case of um, 
Yeah, for I'd look for an audience A B test straight away. So whether yeah. it, if 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 you're looking at your detail targeting or your audiences within the platform, test a few of them in one campaign. Don't just start with one and put all your budget on one. Start a test there. Look what you just split your ad groups and see if you can get a couple of A B tests there, and then always look to A B test your ads. So I'd start off with minimum two per campaign, but obviously you can have. If you're testing audience, you can have the audience you're testing, but you could have like five different versions. So you've got six in play in theory. Yeah. Um, obviously, it might take longer for you to find out what's actually going on because you still need to spend a decent amount of budget. But I always think you need to start with what you're actually testing and then go from there. Like, because you don't just want to get one ad there, you pick one audience out of a whim. Because if you've got no data behind it, you don't know, do you? You don't know. So you just need to test as much as possible. And use the if you have got any data, use as much of it as you can. See what worked for them, and if you don't, start very broad and then work narrow. You can't you can't start narrow to begin with because you're not gonna you, you might miss audiences that yeah. might have been more beneficial for you. That'd be my big, biggest input. On that. What do you find as a demographic is the most beneficial things to test? For example, for say like for me when I when I worked in a previous role, it was age because mm-hmm. we did car leasing and we found that generally people over 45 weren't going to lease a car mm-hmm. and people who were 18 to 25 mm-hmm. probably weren't going to lease a car or, yeah. or we, they weren't our, our target demographic because mm-hmm. they struggle with things like finance or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in that particular role, we targeted all our advertising and we only targeted people who were 25 to 45 Specifically, and that yeah. was literally it. And then mm-hmm. we put all our budget behind that and that worked really, really well for us. Yeah. But for example, if you've got a skincare business or whatever mm-hmm. and, you, and your your main target is is women because obviously we're too hairy to get skincare <laughs> and your main target is like women and you've got, you know, anywhere between, say, I don't know, 30 to 50, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, you target those and you target things like interest. You can even, I mean, on Facebook as well, I know they've changed a bit of the targeting, but you could go off things like household income. Exactly. You could go off people so who are a family. So mm-hmm. if you're doing... You know, if you've got things like for, like say, uh, children's clothing, play groups, toys, soft play centers, mm-hmm. all the kind of advertising you can do on Facebook is with the audience and the demographics and the testing. Yeah. You've literally got so many options there. And I can understand it. why it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like if it's overwhelming. If you're just trying to, so if you're the play center manager for a soft play center and you, and the owner said, oh, do us some, do us some Facebook ads. Yeah, right. No problem. Yeah. Or you know, look, to start? where where do where do you start? That is the thing, and I think that's why a lot of people get a bad rep. Mm-hmm. Same with Google Ads. A lot of people just try and do it because they've been told to do it, and they don't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, and then if you like, if you jumped into Ads Manager, I mean, Facebook don't help themselves because Ads Manager is overly complicated yeah. when you're working in it. Mm-hmm. It could be much much simpler, similar to the Google. It could mm-hmm. be just like Google Ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be just easy, instead of having all the different screens or whatever, but it's overly complicated for someone who is just starting out and just, and that's why they use the ads tool or they'll just boost. I mean, boosting a post on Facebook is the worst thing you can ever do. It's just, you might as well just give us your money. Um, (laughs) I put my bank details on if anyone just wants to send it in because boosting a post, it's just, I mean, even Facebook, it's how they word it, you know, oh, we'll show it to people who might be interested in it. Yeah, the more people are going to click rather than people. Why? Yeah, I want people who are interested. I want people who are in my target demographic. Mm -hmm. I want... I want my audience, you know, so if like, I mean, we don't really, on Digital 22, it's a little bit different because we put more of the, the office side and the culture stuff out. But say if I had one and I owned a soft play center, just for example, um, I would be targeting families 
um, who we've got preschool children because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are probably going to come during the week. Yeah. And you probably have like Thursday, Friday, you might go for, for one who've got older children because they'll mm-hmm. be able to come at the weekends when school's not on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be getting videos on of all the, the equipment that we've got and all the features. You know, we've got an on-site cafe. We've got, you know, um, the food that we do. We do things mm-hmm. like, obviously now you've got all the dairy-free options and stuff because a lot of people got intolerances. So you sure that you cater for all that. And once you do that and that gets out there, someone likes it, someone else sees it. And before you know it, you know, it's starting to work for you because you've taken the time to do that kind of thing. I agree, yeah. Uh, But I think it's just so daunting when you look to start Mm -hmm. and it's really, really complicated when you're in ads manager and and you're trying to, and it'll always tell you your audience is either too broad or not or not enough yeah it's no. very rare facebook will tell you that you found the sweet spot so <laughs> you've just got to trust yourself in mm-hmm. that you know the people that you want to attract and just keep working it that way and like you say keep testing don't don't run an ad set forever um personally i always recommend front loading your budget mm-hmm. so if you've got a budget for your campaign for example of on facebook you say you've got a budget of 300 pound and you want to run it for a month definitely don't do 10 pound a day uh, run it at 20, 25 pound a day. Let it run, let it run effectively. Don't have it running out of budget. Show it to everyone that you can do um, and then look at the results from then. You'd rather it spend bigger mm-hmm. and spend better rather than strangle it but say, well, it did run over a month. Yeah, spread it out, yeah. Yeah, you'd rather, I personally, I'd just rather do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we touched a bit there on audience creation. What about ad creation? For me, I just, I like using video ads Mm-hmm. um for facebook especially um linkedin as well i think linkedin you can do really well if you've got almost like a monologue yeah like if you've got you know if you're someone from like we do a lot for digital 22 uh where it's just like one of us chatting mm-hmm. about what we do because everyone out there you know they're really driven and really it comes across as like the passion for what they do mm-hmm. um but if you've got especially like a tech brand or something like that which might be a bit difficult to get a really good ad for mm-hmm. then the video or the monologue or just a little like you know everyone likes it now that they're not polished no you know, yeah like, it's just shot you can tell it's shot on an iphone the scenes, walking so, around the yeah, office kind of thing yeah, yeah but, i think it's just it's one of them with the ad creation i think it's just testing again i think you should already know somewhat before you've got to this point you should know somewhat which ad your competitors are using effectively and see which ones do you just kind of use a bit of intuition there have a look do some research see what they're doing and then from there it's as simple as it is. It's just A-B testing again because a video might be effective, but at the same time, it still might just be an image, even though most often than not, in the in video is much more effective. You get much more people watching it, much more click-throughs and stuff like that, but it, it has to fit. It has to fit, I suppose. Whereas if you're pushing, it's just, yeah, I think a lot of it's down to the research because everyone would have you believe that one's the best like 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 you were saying the videos bang on and it does work and we're becoming more and more video but unless you've ab tested you can't be certain Not for your specific sense. business if that's the right one you've just got to use as much as you can but whichever one it is you make sure you you create the best version of that or at least multiple so you can ab test to find out which one's going to work and then tweak it from there on and then go from there and invest more budget into your graphics maybe and Mm. or your video creation like you were saying what i do like about video is the fact especially on facebook as you can see you know how much of the video people have watched mm-hmm. and especially on facebook I mean, you can't really do it on linkedin but on facebook you can put those people into another yeah, audience, audience so yeah. you can move them further down the funnel so i think that's good um things like you know graphic creation for 
I mean, for LinkedIn, you can be really good with your graphics um, because you can put more text on. Mm -hmm. So that works a lot better. But I think for, I mean, now Facebook are taking the rule away. Um, you can do that. You can do things like uh, carousels as mm -hmm. well. I think they're really, really good. Um, and what you can do as well, if you're really clever, you can have like your, your carousel images create their own image. Yeah, as you, that, screw, as you scroll, as, through, as you scroll yeah. across that, mm -hmm. that works really well for me, especially when you're trying to show the flow of something, mm -hmm. you know, even whether it be a customer journey or you're trying to map something out for people. And yeah, do you it that can way. point each one to a more specific page as well. So it doesn't exactly, all have yeah. to be the same landing page. Each each tile is very specific in what it's meant to do as well. So I think you can get a bit more granular with them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with that. And again, I think like you say, it's just people testing, you know, for you, does one image work best? Does mm -hmm. it work better having a carousel, you know, or does a video work best? And mm -hmm. what kind of video does it work just being a monologue you know or does it work doing like what i say to people is if you're doing your facebook ads just commit to it mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people do facebook lives you know yeah but if you're going to do it you can't just do it once and expect no, to get a lot of traction from it, it? Like, there's a company i used to work with uh, do, do an engineering firm they do a lot of manufacturing they do what's called workshop wednesday so every Wednesday they go live in the workshop, no matter what they're building, oh, no matter who's there. Every Wednesday, they, every Wednesday, sorry, they go live on Facebook and they'll do a little talk. It's the same guy going around. I'll say chatting to people rather than annoying people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to people. To work. Yeah. But yeah, he goes around. He's got a big smile on his face, and they do that every week. That's good. That. That's and great. if you watch that, then then the commitment to doing that every week will mean that more people will watch it because they're used to seeing it. Yeah, they'll keep coming the same times each week to watch it. That's exactly, it. yeah. So they'll, they'll just know that it's there. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you you picked your channel, you built your campaign, you built your audience, and then you built your ads. It's mm -hmm. running for a week. What are the, the optimizations that you look to do, first of all? Uh, well, it'll be it'll be on the basis of how you've structured it for what we were discussing before with the A/B testing. So after a week or two, you should start to see right Facebook or Instagram's working better than Facebook. Maybe I push more budget towards yeah. Instagram at this point. That might be a quick optimize. Obviously, this is under the impression that you've spent enough budget, yeah. and you need to conclude that. Yeah, then you'd move on to your ad copy. You might have had four ad copies in there: one single image, one carousel, one next one, one next one, and then just work your way through them as well. And I think that's that's the key but i think a lot of people fall into the trap right okay this ad works better so we'll just double down on this one don't stop testing yeah then you start your next one so if a specific headline works right move on to description if a specific cta work right move on to the next one and constantly do it and a lot of the time with facebook expect well a lot of social media ones um paid social sorry they they don't last for very long do they you might hit a sweet spot it might be working very well but then that ad might might start to die off and it's it comes back to frequency, I suppose. And that might be something to do with your audience as well. So if your frequency is like 10, 12, which you'll tend to see something similar for remarketing campaigns. But if yeah. you're seeing that without a remarketing campaign, you need to you need to broaden your audience up big time. And it's always constant testing. But I think that's 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 logic how I'd move through it. First platform, then move on to your ads and then start tweaking your audiences like you said if you've got your demographics in there you've got your detail targeting you've got your location test all of them and just yeah. keep working through and it's peaks and troughs isn't it like you're going to have really good months where you think an ad might be working very well and then the next month something happens but this is why if you've always got 10% 15% of your overall budget committed to an AB test or a separate test you're always ahead of the game if something does happen so I think a lot of it's being proactive and 
just setting, getting your test going from the get go. Don't let it spend. Don't don't go a month or two and then start thinking. Right, what can we tweak? That's the this thing. This should be in the that, prep work. This should already yeah. be in your mind. You should already have a plan. That's what I was just gonna say. Like if you've got an ad that's going, it's working really well. So you think brilliant. I'll stop all my tests. Yeah. Don't need to do anything. This one's going really well, and all of a sudden it just tanks and. It, it brings me back to we spoke about something before and you knew someone who got all the traffic through Instagram mm -hmm. and then so they didn't do anything else and yet yeah. last week they all went down yeah exactly what do you do so what does that what does that client do then mm -hmm. when all of a sudden you've got all your traffic coming through one source and through no no control of your own mm -hmm. that source just stops exactly because um, like I said with the if Instagram's working you put more budget towards Instagram but that doesn't mean that you stop trying to figure out why you're trying to figure out why Facebook exactly, didn't work yeah. as well and it's like if you've got one ad that works really well don't be scared to duplicate it and try it with a different image of course. or try tweaking the well, text it, try yeah. tweaking call so. to action you know is it download is it sign up is it learn more mm -hmm. is it you know more information mm -hmm. all these different things that you can try um, especially if you're using something like LinkedIn, you use the native lead gen forms, which work really well. You can use things like lead gen forms in Facebook so people don't have to leave the platform. Mm -hmm. You can use message ads. You can do messenger ads. You know, you've got all these different options that you it's can so use. So much to go at if yeah. you've got the time. But it's one of them, it's having the time. Yeah. I understand that, you know, um, like Dave, who runs the local leisure centre, he's probably not got enough time no. to do that. Um, you know, and you've got like marketing man. Even marketing managers, they don't have enough time no, to do that sure. because, you know, we we can spend like a full day in a client's ads manager, mm -hmm. and you know, still have stuff left to do at the end of, of the day it's because there is so much you need to do when it comes to things like you say the audience, the message type. If you if you want to do a messenger ad where it's almost like a conversation, you need to factor in all the different responses, mm -hmm. and then you know use the ITFF if that then this. Um, but there's so much to do and you can understand why companies just do one ad, 100%. just do well, one audience. It. And I think if you'd rather have 100%. a presence there than not. Yeah, kind no, of thing. I think you're right. And I think if we were, if we were addressing Dave at the leisure center, I think it is just split your Facebook, Instagram and test it. Add, and if you, if you, you don't really need to go much more because if you, if you are going to go much, you might as well invest in it because like you said, there's so many moving moving variables if you're going to do it just give yourself a fighting chance from the get-go put some money in it but if you're going to do it properly you're going to need to be constantly having an eye on it like you said we can spend ages in these sorts of platforms and devising a b tests for the next couple of months and getting the graphics created it's a big job and it requires multiple departments half of the time as well so it's not it's no it's no easy matter we're not saying that you're going to be perfect after <laughs> definitely not so so what like if you're running a day and you're doing a paid social Mm -hmm. so the day looks like so you come in you check the results for yesterday the last seven days last mm -hmm. 14 days last 30 days personally mm -hmm. so i always check those four sets of results so i do yesterday last week the last two weeks and the last 30 days just mm -hmm. so i've got a good idea look at the graph make sure there's nothing major mm -hmm. that, that i'm unhappy with and then i check the conversions obviously we're very conversion mm -hmm. focused um, for example so I'll just check there make sure I'm happy with those the level that are coming through mm -hmm. if not I'll have a look and see see what else I'll check the audience I'll check my demographics my ages my locations mm -hmm. see if there's anything that I've missed out on or has changed you know look at all those kind of stuff um, and then just see what, what optimizations I need to do there mm -hmm. check the results of any tests I've been running and if I've been doing tests on landing pages copy images call to actions anything like that girl, yeah. and just work through all those and have a look at those and what about you? Anything you think I missed there? Um, not on top of that. I, I think a log's important. I think mm -hmm. having a log 
and somewhat keeping up to date with your A B test, keeping it up to date with what what's changing. I think that's yeah, I think preparation's key and I think something like that, every time you pop in, just make a note down what you've seen, what what you've done and then you know the next seven days. Obviously for us we've got it all structured, we've got it wrote down, we we know what we're doing, but if you do if you're managing this and you're a business owner, just make some notes of what you've actually done because yeah. like you were saying, your results, you've got your what your average CPCs, your frequency, your conversions, there's so many different ones which if you're trying to remember it for the next time, you probably won't remember it. Obviously, you can filter by dates and stuff, but it just starts to become a bit too complicated if you're not keeping up to date with all the key figures. Um, so I think a, a log, I've, I've, you covered everything in terms of what you were, what you went through. I just think a log on top of it, I think it helps tie it all together and it helps keep you on track and structure your, your, your paid uh, social campaigns yeah, as such. I think a lot of people forget about that. Like mm -hmm. just, just having a log of the results, like we report on the results to our clients. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a bit different. We do the log for them. Um, and I think that's a really important part of it, especially when you're doing things like paid social. Exactly, yeah. So uh, so to run you through, the importance is uh, like what a paid social manager does is we help select the right platform. Mm -hmm. We research it, we look at your competitors see what they're doing which is a big thing of it make sure we've got the audience nailed mm -hmm. you know several audiences looking at them different messaging um, and then we look at the creative the copy the mm -hmm. images the video the format all that kind of stuff before we even get the, the campaigns live yeah. and then once we've got them live we check the results of the tests and then you know daily it's just constantly looking for those little incremental improvements that we can make to try and and get the most results through. Hundred percent. I think one one bit we did actually miss actually was before it all set up your conversion tracking. Obviously, oh, yeah. this is a given, and this is something obviously we might overlook, which we have done. But like with conversion tracking, without having uh, uh, without having them leads being tracked or conversions, yeah. it you don't know what you're doing to be honest with you. Obviously, you can put your pixel on site, but a lot of a lot of people I've spoken to from small businesses, especially. They think that is it. Yeah, they think that's the conversion tracking. And that's not the conversion tracking. You need to be con you need to be tracking thank you pages. You need to be tracking this and that's where it might become very difficult. Setting up a lead event, exactly. setting up a special event, especially for Facebook. And now. if you're a business owner, stuff like that, because for especially for Facebook and stuff, if you kind of try and pull that through, you need to you need to pull through order ID and order value yeah. and stuff like that. That requires code, and this is where it might become a bit more difficult. But that's where if you're a small business owner, either come to us as an agency or get pay someone to do that because yeah. you need that done right from the start. Because yeah, if you've not got that and you and you think running it for a month and see what happens, you're not going to see no what return. happens, and it's not going to be the same in analytics because they're completely two different attribution models or HubSpot. So just make sure that is done. And if if you can't do that, you could probably give the rest of it a stab, but pay someone to do that. Yeah. Just get I it done for yourself. I think with HubSpot you could get the order value through. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could. I mean, like I, I said it before, and we're going to do an episode on this for the next one, but. I never realized the power of using HubSpot with paid, mm -hmm. whether it be paid search, paid social, anything like that. I mean, the, we'll, we'll delve into this more on the next one and we'll get up some slides and everything. You can see the whole customer journey, but you can see like when all these people have interacted with mm -hmm. your site, how they've interacted with it. And the best thing is that the, the free package is, act, is actually free. Yeah. I mean, and you can use like such a big tool like that, you know, free as charge to get started on and don't get me wrong most people who are on the free package at some point will upgrade mm -hmm. it's always it's it's freemium it is it is what it is but at that same time once you've got the handle on it like that and you can 
and you can go through that. Like I said, conversion tracking, you can use conversion tracking in LinkedIn. But if you've got it in HubSpot, you can see the whole journey mm-hmm. and then see like the, the revenue on that customer mm-hmm. uh, through the lifetime of being being with the business. I think that's a really powerful tool. 100%, yeah. Only, it's only going to help you moving forward anyway if you know yeah. exactly what's going on. Yeah, but good. Uh, yeah, I mean, we just take conversion tracking as a given because yeah. it's, it's one of the first things that we set up. Exactly. Uh, but if you're trying to do it yourself, like you say, you need that it's bit like of code. Get someone to do it, yeah. Just, yeah. It's not, it's, it's like for someone like, for people like us, it's not too bad to get, it's not too hard to do, whether you do it manually or whatever, but if you don't know what, if you don't know what you're looking forward to, it's going to be impossible, like you don't know, you just need to get that done, that would be my biggest point of all of this, if that's not, if that's not in place, put, put it on hold and wait until it's sorted. Yeah, you can't, you can't be spending money and not knowing how much you're making on it, can you? Because you'll just write it off of the platform, you think it won't work. You probably won't trust it again, and then all of a sudden, I agree. You need that sort of stream of revenue coming. I think that's why my paid search and social has a bad rep sometimes because people don't track it properly. And Mm -hmm. like, well, I spent I spent a grand and didn't get anything back off it, and it's like, right, how many people saw your ad? Yeah, I don't know. All right, did many people click through to your landing page? I don't know. Did they open your lead generation you form? Don't know, yeah. You've got no idea. Because they're looking at analytics and they've set their goals up in analytics thinking that, ah, oh, this, this should be a sign, but it's not going to be a sign because the touch point was like four or five touch points earlier, yeah. so it's not going to be seen. So you just need to attribute correctly because you don't, it's not taking taking like conversions from your organic. It's just meaning that you know what else is working yeah. because you, organic's got a place, but you've got multiple streams here with paid social, PPC, organic content, so on and so forth. Like you want them all working. You don't just want one working, you want all of them. I think as well, it might be worth if we do like a full episode on, on conversion tracking. Yeah, we could do. So we'll, we'll do, yeah, we'll do the next one on, on HubSpot and, and PPC, paid mm-hmm. social. Then after that, we'll do one full that's one conversion tracking. Good, be useful. Yeah, but I hope you enjoyed watching slash listening to this today. Yep. So on what a paid social manager does. So the main point of the paid social manager is to take the work off marketing managers, marketing teams, and just help you guys get the most out of any platform that you're yep. on and do all the A-B testing, do all the, you know, the, the ad testing, everything like that just to deliver the best results like, mm-hmm. for any organisation and ultimately the best user experience for your clients. Exactly, yeah. So I hope you found all that useful. Um, if you want to know anything else about it, get in touch. Or if you want us to do a podcast on any particular episode, just yeah, drop it in the know. comments. Uh, we've got Jonathan here who checks all the comments. Um, <laughs> he doesn't delete the nasty ones. So yeah. he, just, he just leaves them there. But if you've got anything that you want us to do um, to chat about or just listen to us, you know, and it's all, this is all our opinion, you know, we've worked in this long enough to have opinions on stuff. Mm-hmm. It might not be what other people would do, but at the same time, everyone so works differently. Us, so There's more than one is, way to yeah. skin a cat. Um, not that we do that. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. So if you need, if you want us to chat about anything, drop it in the comments. Uh, but other than that, thank you very much for watching. Oh, cheers, guys. Cheers, people. Take care.